0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Sharp Lessons Podcast. It's Picks Thursday, our favorite day of the week. He's Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Appreciate everyone subscribing, liking, reviewing. We'd love to hear from you. We are on every platform where you get your podcasts from. uh, We are Stadium's number one betting podcast. Uh, Appreciate everyone tuning in. Nate, Picks Thursday, how you feeling? You like the board? You're seeing the board well?
1: Yeah, I I think last week came on the show and... Kind of warned people. Don't like a lot in college, not gonna have any strong bets. And this week it's kind of hard to narrow down what I like for the college football, mostly on Saturday, where I wrote down a bunch of sides and we kind of talked about on Tuesday podcast how there's a lot of good situations this week in college football. And then the NFL already have a bet in on the Panthers, and we'll talk about that game later. And then I'll talk about a few games where I'm kind of waiting to see If I can get kind of the right side of a key number, one of the games I like can get on a key number before firing away before Sunday. Usually in the NFL on Friday, once we get the full injury reports, we get some line movement on Friday afternoon, so kind of waiting to see how that shakes out before firing more in the NFL, but plenty of college to talk about today, so uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, everything we got going on this weekend. Yeah,
0: you know, there there are weeks go by where sometimes you see the board clearly, and sometimes you don't see the board clearly, and... Initially, I think I texted you Sunday or Monday when I was looking at these matchups for Saturday, and it's like, it's garbage. I mean, week three, there are not a lot of good matchups, and there's not really a lot of super fun games, at least for college football. NFL is a bit of a different story, but for college, you're just looking at it, and you're like, I I don't want to watch any of these games, but then you kind of look closer into some of these lines, and some good plays there's some good plays available
1: yeah and last week was a weird week because the games weren't really great especially because the one marquee game had a 21 point spread yep. ended up being a one point or two point win for alabama against texas maybe it was one point but i think this week there's a combination of great betting angles but also some pretty solid games maybe nothing that's gonna totally impact the college football playoff picture But games that are interesting between Power 5 conference teams in in the non-conference ranks, so it's always fun, to see teams from out of conference playing each other, especially on a college campus, there's some great atmospheres. And after not having a normal college football season for 2020 and 2021, it's nice to kind of get back into the swing of things. This is kind of the first first normal college year in three years, so it's awesome to see. And can't complain and looking forward to everything that is going to come about this weekend.
0: Yeah, we're finally really kind of seeing um, what these teams are made of, at least for college football. We got a couple weeks under our belt. Some some teams have already played three times, so we have a pretty decent feeling of what some of these teams are bringing come week three so let's just get into it picks Thursday night we're gonna go into college football first we'll go into NFL and we will finish off with our best bets of the week um do I start with my just really stupid play that's uh I feel like is kind of dumb but I I just kind of have to on principle and that's Wisconsin minus 37 I have two plays for this game and one of them is a best bet amazingly Uh, Just a gross play. But I'm going to go first, Wisconsin minus 37. They're playing New Mexico State. An awful team. Bottom five in college football. And I bet – did we – we bet them week zero, I believe it was, against Nevada. Yeah. And they came so close to covering, but they didn't end up doing it, throwing a pick in the end zone at the end of that game. This is just a bad team. They can't score. And they played another Big Ten team in Minnesota a couple weeks ago, got zero points. Wisconsin coming off an embarrassing loss against Wazoo last week at home. I think they try to lay it on. I think they try to lay it on New Mexico state. I think they try to show that they're a better team than the one that lost to Wazoo. The spread at 37, the totals 46. (laughs) I think they can get 40. I think they get 40 points. I don't think New Mexico state gets a point, which is going to be one of my best bets, but I think Wisconsin can cover. They did 38 to nothing against Illinois state and, pretty similar teams in terms of the ability to, to score at all against Wisconsin. I'm going to take the home team Badgers minus 37. I think it's like a 41, nothing win.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you're of a point spread of 37 and the totals 46, I it kind of said, you know about the opponent. I know that team that we did bet against uh, who played New Mexico state in week zero, Nevada, they have an interesting game in terms of side and total where they're a 23 point underdog to Iowa in the totals 40. So I think we're going to look (laughs) back at that week zero game between Nevada, New Mexico state, and that might be two of the worst teams in all of the FBS divisions. Good Lord. Um, I'm going to go to a pick and I know you're not going to like it, but I'm going to take Western Kentucky. It's going to be a best bet plus six and a half against your Indiana Hoosiers noon kickoff early in Bloomington. I just don't think much separates these teams. If you look at Indiana this year, they are 2-0. and Careful what you say. Yeah, they're 2-0. They're 2-0. They've won both games. Good teams go 2-0. and But very fortunate against Illinois. There was a sure. very questionable call that should have been a touchdown. Well. And Illinois had to settle for a field goal. And just in general, Illinois turned the ball over. And if you look at the post-game win expectancy – uh illinois definitely should have won that game so indiana yeah. fortunate to win that game and then last week against idaho a team from the fcs they were losing 10 nothing at halftime because they got their offense yeah slow start for sure but hey,
0: game was delayed because of weather for about half hour 45 minutes so that's you know, fine that's fine but western that...
1: kentucky off a bye they played week zero at home yep then they went to the island, beat Hawaii, so they got an extra time off with the, the long travel. So I like that they're well-rested, focused on this game, and I really think they have a good shot at winning outright in Bloomington. Indiana, team I want to fade a lot this year, and this is probably the last time they're going to be the favorite in a game because they have Cincinnati next week and then the tough Big Ten, East Slate. I mean, maybe they'll be a favorite when they play Rutgers, uh, but probably not even Maryland, because Maryland has a pretty good offense. So yeah. I think this is kind of the last time from a game-to-game basis to fade Indiana, because in the underdog role, I think I can respect Tom Allen and and that team, but when they're expected to win and win by margin, it's a different story. So give me the Hilltoppers plus six and a half.
0: What if that gets to seven? Oh, I don't I, think it will, but even if it gets to seven?
1: Well, I mean, I, I'd love plus seven. I'd... I, that's a better or, number. Or excuse
0: me, six. Yeah, sorry. Yes. going a different ways. Six. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, if you're going to give me a plus seven and because it been... out of your own pocket, I would love to take the Hoosiers. At, at seven, of course, just because that's a key number in college football. Yes. Especially if overtime, team scores first and the first overtime, goes up seven, team fails the scores. And, um, I think we saw that this past week with that you know, Tennessee Pitt game. But, yeah, seven for sure. Um, six and a half is fine. Six is also fine. That's probably the last number I'd play that up to. Uh, just because five, and once you get to five, five and a half, those numbers kind of become dead numbers. So anything plus six plus six or better on Western Kentucky is a bet for me. All
0: right, let's go uh, out west. Nate, one of the later games in the Saturday slate for college football. The USC Trojans. I was super high. I got them at minus seven and a half last week uh, against Stanford. They should have been maybe minus 13 and a half, something like that. It closed at minus nine, minus nine and a half, minus 10. Yep. So I got pretty good value. I think this is also pretty good value. Less than two touchdown favorite at home against Fresno State. Fresno State is better than Stanford. I'll give them that. Better team than Stanford. But USC is back home. Man, I I just think, I think USC is really good. And I really am starting to regret the team total under for the win total that I bet early on in the season. I think I took under nine and a half when we talked about their team win total. They just look really good. Caleb Williams looks like the real deal. And Lincoln Riley looks like he actually can coach a decent team. Now, I'm worried about the defense. Defense is not great. Um, It wasn't great last year. Thought they were going to improve a little bit more. That's been a big question mark. I mean, they let Stanford score 28 points on them. So as long as their offense can carry the team, I still think this is a game they can cover by two touchdowns or more, especially being at home. They closed on the road to a Stanford team they lost to in the past by 10, as 10-point favorites. At home, they're getting three more points against a little bit of a better Fresno State team. I'll, t- I'll take USC in the points.
1: Yeah, so USC definitely very impressive offensively. I wasn't sure if those pieces would be able to click this quickly, but the defense I think it's a is question mark definitely a question mark because maybe if you just look at the final scores, you think okay, their defense is is holding up well, but they're letting up drives and teams move the ball downfield and kind of relying on turnovers. And we know turnover success not always sustainable. Uh, Maybe in the short term, but not over a long period of time. And as you mentioned, Fresno State, a better team. Jake Hayner, very good quarterback, uh, a quarterback who's from California, grew up a USC fan. So he's definitely motivated for this game. And the whole team, Fresno State, this is their biggest game of their season, getting to play an in-state team from the Power 5 especially USC since that's kind of the the class program of that that region so I'd expect Fresno State's best effort I was actually considering taking Fresno State if they got up to plus 13 in this game just because i think they'll have a little bit more of a formidable offense a defense that probably won't be able to stop anyone but i think this that offense could go score for score to uc usc and make this game interesting we saw last year same pretty similar fresno state team different coach uh but they went into ucla and pulled out the outright win i'm not going to say fresno is going to win but i think they're going to stay competitive in this game they're not going to be afraid of this challenge against the trojans
0: i'm going to keep backing USC until they give me a reason not to and maybe this is the game they can give me a reason not to keep betting them in the future but I was really high on them last week and they pulled through so I'm just going to reward them with uh with another bet well next week
1: they are playing at Oregon State and I feel like in Corvallis is always a tough spot for that is. a good Pac-12 team so and that actually Oregon State beat Fresno State in the thriller last week in a, a game that if you were really focused in on NFL Week 2, you probably fell asleep before that game ended. Yep. It was a, a crazy ending um, between Fresno State and Oregon State. So it will be interesting to see how USC does in these next two games against two not amazing programs like in terms of name brands, but at least formidable teams that definitely could push their, them in, in their defense and maybe exploit yep. some of the weaknesses. All right. You're going Midwest? Yeah, let's go Nebraska. Got to. Have to do it betting against betting on the team who just fired their coach. That's always totally smart. Scott Frost is out of there, a coach who lost every close game, literally every close game yeah. including last week which was the final nail in the coffin where you know it's bad when a team could wait 20 days or a program school could wait 20 days to pay you or buy out from uh, $7.5 million. Instead, <laughs> they decided, we'll pay the no. full $15 million and spend <laughs> that extra $7.5 million just to get you out 20 days quicker. It's embarrassing. And I think Nebraska responds to this. Frost was that bad. And yeah. they played well against Oklahoma last year in a game in Norman. Now they're in Lincoln. I know the spread opened – for the most part like 14 14 and a half that got bet down so money has been on nebraska early i took plus plus eleven and a half with nebraska let's grade this bet for best bet purposes at plus 11 with the corn huskers but i think we do get an inspired effort from nebraska and i do have questions about oklahoma a team that against kent state last week we're only winning at halftime seven to three and we're just talking about usc and lincoln riley Well, Oklahoma had Lincoln Riley last year, and now they have a new head coach, a very different style of football, in Brent Venables. I think it's taken a little bit to get used to everything. Where Oklahoma, still a good team, probably the best team in the Big 12, but I don't know if they're that team that just kind of like show up to the field and, and name the score against the opponent like Nebraska, who still has talent. I mean, they've lost all these close games in the past, so they can play competitive games. And, and with this point spread, that's all I'm asking them to do. But I do yeah. like their chances p- potentially to win outright in a, in a game where I think there's a lot of variance against an Oklahoma team that I'm not as sure if I'm as high, like high on as maybe some of the – the rankings and power ratings are out there on the Sooners.
0: It's all you need to be is competitive, and without Scott Frost, maybe they can win. They maybe might have a chance of winning
1: without him. That's how. That's as easy as it <laughs> that's is. How bad Scott Frost for was. Oklahoma? Yeah, and and kind of like thinking about Nebraska and, and just kind of like a a, a decide, but a, a, maybe a potential lesson is Nebraska week zero loses Northwestern. Then Saturday week two, Northwestern their second game of the year because they had to buy in week one, mm-hmm. loses a ten point favorite at home to Duke. That should have just been a sign, like bet on Georgia Southern plus yeah. the points against Nebraska. And I know you had Georgia Southern first, first half, half, which was My a brutal regret. beat. We won't go through that because it was like truly horrific, especially since they won the full game. So you had the right read, you just got picked the wrong Still bet, the wrong half. Yeah, uh, but well. that should have been like a indicator, like okay, that Northwestern loss for Nebraska looked even looks even worse. Yeah. The fact that Northwestern lost to Duke at home. Yeah. So it's just kind of like one of those things where early in the year we can kind of tell like maybe losses and wins looking better or worse than they were based on results early in the season when there's not a huge sample size. So just something to to keep in mind. Not sure if there's going to be an example this week, but maybe something to keep in mind if you're watching some college football early and then you're thinking about how that team did in the past and maybe the team they played once was playing at night. And uh, yeah, Nebraska, who obviously I'm, I'm kind of talking badly about them, but I do think for one game against a former conference rival, at home we see like a good inspired effort from nebraska not sure if it's going to last all the way through the season because a lot of those coaches and maybe players are going to be looking at the transfer portal and where they're going to be employed next year in terms of the coaches but i think for one game that they could definitely rally
0: around the fact that it wasn't their fault that uh, scott frost got fired it was the (laughs) man himself it was it was scott frost himself i like it uh, let's keep going for mine. I, I like the Trojans. I, this is this is a Trojans themed podcast for me. More ways than one. Love the Trojans at minus twelve and a half for USC. Now at plus twelve and a half for Troy against Appalachian State, Nate. And we talked about this being a letdown game for App State, coming off a huge win against Texas A and M, hosting game day this week. A lot of distractions. There's been a lot of distractions in App State land. So I'm gonna ch- hopefully take advantage of that with this line twelve and a half for Troy. I think they can come in, maybe not win, except I did put them as my underdog for the article that's coming out on Friday, little plug for WatchStadium.com. But I like them at plus 12 and a half. I, I think you could sprinkle a little bit on their money line as well, but App State just coming off of such a big program-defining win and then turning around and having to deal with game day and all the energy and people that that brings, give me Troy 12 and a half.
1: Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. I wonder if, though, maybe instead of betting against App State this week, I'll bet against them next week as a kind of like a double hangover because they will play well coming back home for that rivalry. So I do like the idea of backing Troy. I'm not sure if I'm personally going to get there, but I definitely think App State could be a team to fade after this big moment on campus on Saturday. Uh, I'll go my final two picks. We mentioned the college – Slate might be a little bit longer for me and, and what I want to share after not really sharing much or feeling too strongly last week. But
0: lay it all on the line, man. Gonna take Ohio. Yeah. The
1: Bobcats from the Mac plus eighteen and a half. They're Ooh. going two Ames to play Iowa State. Iowa State, of course, off that big win last week in Iowa City, winning the Sci Hawk trophy. The yeah. Cy-Hawk game for the first time since twenty fourteen. The first time ever that Mac Campbell won it, beating Kirk Farrens. Kirk Farrens kind of has his number, but Iowa State, a team that's kind of struggled in Septembers in the past under Campbell and have taken a while to get going, and so they would lose that psy game and maybe struggle a little bit in these these non-conference games. So I think there's that angle in terms of Iowa State starting slow, plus the hangover of beating Iowa. Iowa State having a new quarterback. It's not Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler anymore. It's a whole new offense. So having to cover a big number, I don't really like the chances of Iowa State doing that. Plus, if you want to kind of link it back to the past pick, the guy who the uh, Nevada or sorry Nebraska athletic director mm-hmm. has targeted as a number one choice, Matt Campbell. So he that. might be His taking elsewhere. He might be taking questions this week, and you know you, you, you don't know, know what's that. going on behind the scenes and no. in, in, in those things. I, I'd imagine Matt Campbell would deny anything and focus fully on this game against Ohio. But just an added thing to maybe sway you over the top to bet on ohio against iowa state so ohio plus 18 and a half um not a best bet but a bet i'm going to to make this weekend
0: what do you think about taking the and i don't know the number i wanted to look it up but what do you think about taking the ohio team total over as well
1: i'd rather take the iowa state team total under or the uh
0: the ohio team total yeah you'd rather take the iowa state under
1: unders and Ohio, I don't, I don't trust I Ohio, I guess to to score.
0: Okay, because that's has gone up a couple points since the open. Okay,
1: I'd rather, I'd rather fade, want to fade Iowa State's offense because of the new parts and then kind of the new faces on that unit that. Even though they beat Iowa last week, they only scored 10 points. So I would prefer going kind of looking under, lower scoring game, kind of an ugly game that Ohio can cover in. Uh, So if I did go team total-wise, I'd I'd look at Iowa State under before going Ohio over just because I I'd prefer a full game under as opposed to over in this one. And then one more. Yeah. I I got one more. You got one more. All right. Colorado State, plus 17, Sandwich spot for Washington State. (laughs) Washington State just beat Wisconsin, a game that they were outgained by nearly 150 yards. Yeah. and You're really going
0: to trust Colorado
1: State. Yeah, so that's the problem. Colorado State last week was about a 14-point favor against Middle Tennessee at home. Jay Norvell's first game as the head coach of CSU at home, and they lost by 15. So CSU is an ugly team. But I think because CSU lost that game, Washington State wins. Last week, it creates this point spread that's a little bit too big. Next week for Washington State, they host Oregon in kind of a, a good TV spot for them. So I think this is just a real letdown spot on in terms of the, the hangover and the uh, the look ahead for Washington State creates a sandwich, and you're getting a CSU CUS, team with new coach Jay Norvell from Nevada. Or he was last stop was at North, uh, Nevada. Yeah, we're just going to get a team that kind of gets better game by game and tries to figure some things out. So yeah, this is a the numbers they, play. Maybe they play. Yeah, numbers play and situational play more more so than even the numbers. So I like it. I'm going to take Colorado State plus the 17.
0: All right, my final college football play. Go to the, uh, the great state of Washington, Nate, from Michigan State, Washington. And you know how near and dear to my heart Michael Penix is. And Kalen DeBoer, honestly. I love both of them to death for what they did for Indiana football and their offense in 2020. They're at Washington now, leaving Indiana behind in the dust, play Michigan State. This is the first big game for either of these teams. This is going to be the best defense either of these teams have faced against each other. This is going to be kind of the first big true test for either team. And because of that, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under 56 and a half, open at 57. I was able to grab it at 57. I still like it under 56 and a half. I know Michael Penix can sling it, and I know he loves attacking secondaries, and Michigan State secondary is not the most aggressive or good secondary. Now, they're better than they were last year, which isn't saying much. Last year they were just complete hot garbage, right. but they're a little bit better this year, and I think they'll be able to at least slow down. They're not going to stop Michael Penix in the, the, the air attack. They're going to be able to slow him down a little bit. Peyton Thorne, on the other hand, not a very good quarterback. Fifty-seven percent, I think, is his completion percentage this year, uh, through three interceptions against Mac teams. Like he is uh, he's gonna be struggling a little bit, especially on the road. Washington's a tough place to play on the road when it when it's when it's rocking, it's rocking, it's loud. Sure. So I think all of that combined, especially with the fact that I think both these teams know how important of a game this is, with its really being the first true test for either team it'll be a little bit slower. They're going to try to figure each other out a little bit early on. So I'm going to take the under 57 Michigan state, I think is going to run the ball a little bit more. That's their, that's really their strength. That's hopefully going to run a little bit of clock under 57, under 56 and a half. Seems like, seems like the move for me.
1: Yeah. So early in the week, I thought Washington was going to be a a bet for me when this line opened under a field goal Washington a team I bet over on the regular season wins at seven and a half kind of thinking like this was a game that they definitely could have especially because Michigan State a team I didn't bet under because their win total was seven and a half but just a team I was looking to sell just because they overachieved so much last year so if Washington got back to minus three I definitely would consider betting them in terms of uh total no real opinion. I know it's got bet up a little bit. I think there's some concerns about both teams' defenses and the health of those units, yep. and the fact that Penix has looked really good reunited with Kalen DeBoer. So, I think that's a kind of a contrarian under if you get there, if you go that way, and uh, if you do like the under, I'd probably wait till closer to game time because there's been a lot of over money that's shown on this game this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you, if it can go up to fifty-eight, fifty-eight and a half, I, I would love it even more. And as someone who watched Michael Penix play. Every single game for a couple of years, he'll have a clunker or two here and there. And he's played Big Ten defenses before. He has plenty of experience doing that. But right. new environment, new team. Yeah. I, I, you know, he, he's, he has a clunker here and there. He, I don't think he's going to be bad by any means, but it's going to take him a little bit of time, I think, to adjust to kind of a, a newer step up in defense than he has seen this season. Dogs with bite. A <laughs> little bit of underdog play we got going for this segment. What do you like? We got two teams.
1: Yeah, so it's back to the two best bets for college football: Western Kentucky and Nebraska. As I mentioned, Western Kentucky, a team that I don't think much separates Indiana and them, and so I like them on the money line. betters on two to one, and then Nebraska you can get betters on three to one, and that's a game where there's definitely just a lot of a lot of variance involved because yeah. if Nebraska is focused and playing well, they definitely could can compete in this game. There's also the chance that. They just kind of quit at some point, and Oklahoma <laughs> wins by Definitely twenty. A possibility, but because there's that no wide, Frost, no quit wide range of outcomes. I feel like Nebraska is very live to potentially win this game. I mentioned two underdogs in Ohio and Colorado State. I'm not gonna get crazy. I know last week we were we saw some crazy upsets with App State winning and Georgia Southern winning and Marshall winning at Notre Dame. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go that crazy and bet that bet some of those underdogs on the money line, but uh, Western Kentucky and Nebraska will definitely be uh two teams I have in some parlays or, or money line round robins in college football on Saturday.
0: A little bit of uh Fresno State action on the underdog if you believe in them that much. Let's
1: just say if a, if a Western Kentucky Nebraska two-team moneyline parlay hits at about eleven to one. I'll roll over some of that money into Fresno State because that game doesn't start till nine thirty. There you go. And those that's two games should be game. done for two thirty. So I'd have seven hours to decide <laughs> what to do with that money. And if I don't find a better underdog, maybe it's Fresno State. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's the way to play it. Uh, just quickly, to, a couple other college games that interest me. If Oregon gets down to minus three against BYU. I think I'm going to bet the Ducks a bad spot for BYU coming off that win against Baylor where they stormed the field at home and they played in double overtime against an Oregon team that was embarrassed in week one against Georgia, but they did move the ball in the first half and just had some untimely sacks or turnovers. So I still think Oregon's not as bad as maybe the perception is off that loss. And then two really ugly underdogs, Bowling Green, who's the team who gets to play Marshall off Marshall's win against Notre Dame. If okay. I can find a plus 17 on Bowling Green, I'll be in on that. And then USF, the South Florida Bulls going down to <laughs> Gainesville. Florida just beat Utah in week one. Tough loss at home at night against Kentucky. And okay. then next week they go to Knoxville for the 230 CBS game against the Vols. So All right. that's kind of a, a ultimate sandwich spot for Florida having to play USF. So USF plus 24 and a half is something that uh, I'll at least have a little bit bet on. Nothing money line, but just to cover the number.
0: All right, Nate, get out, uh, get out your best suit, brush your hair, get that makeup on. Sexy pick. What are the what are the sexy picks this week? What are the picks it seems like everybody is on? Some of these underdogs and, and some picks it seems like everybody and their mom are on these games that at least you should be aware of because it's almost gotten to a point where too many people are on this team.
1: Yeah, and we're going to go to the state of Texas for both. And let's start off with UTSA plus 12.5 against Texas. And in yeah. theory, it makes a lot of sense. Texas coming off that really tough loss mm-hmm. to Alabama last week, a game where they were a 21-point underdog, and they lost by a couple points. Yep. And UTSA coming in really focused on this game because this is the biggest game if not of the season, maybe in the history of the program, getting to play in Austin. Yeah, right. They're also coming off, the two overtime games, one where they lost week one and one where they bounced back and beat Army by three last week. I think the issue, though, with betting UTSA, and even though the theory makes a lot of sense in terms of the, the Texas letdown, is Quinn Ewers is out and Hudson Cars is banged up. And because of that, that line has shortened quite a bit to 12.5. And this line, if Texas was kind of fully healthy – and fine even if they lost a close game against Alabama would have been well over two touchdowns so I think you're just not getting the best potential line that you could have got if Texas came out that game unscathed against Alabama so if it was UTSA with a healthy viewers and maybe getting plus 17 yeah I would definitely like UTSA and I mean I guess you'd have to depend it depends on what happened with Texas last week um if viewers stays in the game they might End up winning that game against Alabama, so right. there's a lot of what ifs. But ultimately, because this line is under two touchdowns, I'm gonna most likely stay away from the road runners on Saturday night.
0: That's smart. That makes sense. This is their long, largest spread that they have had all season. They're two and zero against the spread. UTSA is, but right. I, I do think you're right. I mean, if you're looking for a line value, and if that's gonna be how you're betting, this is not the right bet to make for line value. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yours obviously out, but Hudson Carr does play and he is fine. I know he's hobbling around with an ankle injury. Uh, in the second half against Alabama so I feel like this line is a little bit short and maybe you can be buying Texas uh, a little bit uh buying low or buying at their dip even though this is a I guess a tricky spot for them off the loss to Texas so then let's go over to a, a late night game in College Station I think Miami is becoming a little bit too sexy of a pick and actually Texas <laughs> A&M took some money today to bet them up from minus five five and a half to minus six so kind of a secondary key number although that key number isn't as important in college um but The thing is, Texas A&M, they lose badly last week, or a bad loss in terms of they're almost a three-touchdown favorite against App State. They only score 14. One was a defensive touchdown. Texas A&M offense only runs 38 plays. So Jimbo Fisher just really making a a team full of great recruits and playing down, (laughs) like making the game slower to limit his – uh, the talent I guess that he has at his disposal and the talent advantage and kind of negating that yep. but now I feel like A&M and Jimbo Fisher like there's a little bit of pressure on him and I feel like we're just going to get their kind of a plus effort a very focused effort 8 p.m. start local time against Miami and I do like Miami this season but it's more like I like Miami in the context of the ACC. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of, it's asking a lot now of Mario Cristobal's team to go into a really hostile environment, playing a very focused team that should be pissed off who could easily make a quarterback change from Haynes King to Max Johnson to kind of upgrade their prospects and chances to win this game. And uh, I would have loved to take Miami at anything plus seven or better if A&M took care of business last week But now this line's gotten a little shorter And I think the focus for A&M is definitely Going to be fully engaged In this game and if they if they lose this game Then there's definitely some, some bigger issues Going on at Texas A&M But I really wanted to bet Miami this week Texas A&M lost and now I can't Because I'm just not getting It's not the perfect spot that I wanted To, to bet the Hurricanes on With Texas A&M losing last week
0: Nate we have a game on stadium this weekend UAB is uh one of the teams that I'm going to be betting on. So I might as well bring that up for, for this game of the week for UAB. My, they're a minus 11 and a half. And yeah. so it's going to be UAB, Georgia Southern, minus 11 and a half. We know Georgia Southern. Loved them last week. Loved them first half. Didn't hit for me. And I will always hate them for not hitting. Well, we that had first the half.
1: you had the first half money line at like plus six hundred and they and I they did. tied.
0: They tied. Yeah. I got a push on a plus six hundred bet that they should have won. Yes. And then they false started and didn't win. So right. Definitely a little little bitter about that. Maybe that's why I'm making this bet. But I like UAB minus 11.5. And we talk about letdown games. I mean, this is a perfect letdown spot for Georgia Southern, coming off one of its biggest wins against Nebraska in school history. UAB coming off a pretty bad loss against Liberty. They they yeah. lost 14-7 to against a team they probably should have beaten. They were 6.5-point favorites. They lost by a touchdown. I think... It kind of is the same way where it's a team coming in with a big win and a team coming off with a bad loss, meeting each other. I'm going to take the team coming off the bad loss. 11.5 is a little high. I understand yeah. that, but it's under two touchdowns, so I think I'm going to take it. I think UAB can win by two touchdowns or more in this game. Their, their run defense is good. Their pass defense is pretty solid. I think they're going to give Georgia Southern fits throughout the game defensively. And UAB lost to Liberty because they, they had four turnovers. I don't think they're going to have four turnovers again this week. They didn't give up any points off those turnovers, also speaking of their defense and how good it is. So we know how solid that defense can be. But UAB doesn't turn the ball over four times. I think they beat Georgia Southern. I think they can do it by two touchdowns or more.
1: Yeah, and situationally, that's tough for Georgia Southern. Coming off that big win against Nebraska, kind of a program-defining win, especially in Clay Helton, the former USC coach's kind of first – Big win for him. First mark on the program, and now you have to go back on the road to Birmingham to play UAB. So definitely a flat spot here for Georgia Southern. So I definitely look at UAB. I know the total has been bet up throughout the week, so – Maybe some points in this game, and I think if there's going to be points, that's an opportunity for UAB to be able to get out and maybe run away with this game in the second half. So I like I it. Give me the Blazers. I definitely support that idea backing UAB on Saturday.
0: Love them and their mascot. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. NFL! Let's switch to Sunday, Nate. We got our NFL picks. We got best bets coming up in a second, but we got some NFL picks. We are both on the Panthers. We, uh... Can't get away from Baker Mayfield, apparently. We love the guy. We love we love the guy as an underdog, <laughs> I think, is right. the key here. Plus two and a half is what I got him at. Moved down to plus two. I think it's still solid. I wouldn't even blame anyone if they put some money on the Panthers' money line, to be quite honest. I think that's for a sure. pretty solid pick. I think this is just a, a good spot for the Panthers. I don't think they're going to underutilize Christian McCaffrey again. I think they realize their mistake against the Browns in, in u- underutilizing Christian McCaffrey. And we just we know what we're gonna get with Baker. He'll be okay. Uh, he's gonna make some dumb mistakes. He's gonna make some good throws. So you you kind of know what you're gonna get with him. If they can increase Christian McCaffrey's usage, I think they can win this game.
1: Yeah, so last week I was against the Panthers, I bet the Browns, and I expected the Panthers to struggle a little bit because that Browns coaching staff knows Baker Mayfield's weaknesses, all his tendencies. Also, the Browns is a more talented roster outside of the quarterback position than Carolina, and I was getting them as an underdog. So now Carolina's the underdog, playing a Giants team off a huge win. Against the Titans, everyone saw that, but Tennessee was up 13-0 at halftime. They had a chance a few times to extend the lead if they didn't settle for field goals. So I just think the Giants are getting a little bit too much credit for that win against Tennessee. I expect the Giants to be improved, but now you're asking them to be in this unfamiliar favorite role. Against a team that I, that's won an 0-1 and really needs this game to avoid going 0-2, oh uh, Carolina makes a lot of sense. I think that they actually, you could say they should be favored in this game. If if Carolina was favored against the Browns last week, then I don't see why they shouldn't be favored against the Giants just after one one week of results. So Little
0: Giants overhype here. I, I think so. I was I'm hoping. That.
1: I was waiting all week for Panthers plus three, and then yeah. yesterday I saw the two and a half become two, and I hopped on it. Maybe it gets to plus three later in the week. I doubt it. Or maybe you can get that two and a half again if you wait till Sunday. But I actually think this game is going to close pick them. And, and those Panthers teasers that you could get now at a, at a really good price in terms of teasing them up to plus eight, I think those might even go away on Sunday. So I'd grab the Panthers now and also look to include them in all your six-point two team
0: NFL teasers I do want to thank you for betting the Panthers two and a half yesterday because I follow you on on the Action Network app and I saw you bet it and I go oh man there's this isn't good because he wanted to wait till it was three and so I go look and most of the lines are moving down to two there's a couple places it was still at two and a half so jumped on that one so thank you for that
1: i was looking at the odd screen i saw a bunch of numbers light up (laughs) to go to two and I'm like that's just a signal like do whatever you can find yeah whatever app you can get a two and a half on and just fire away and then figure out what to do later because i was this felt like a game where it was like the next move is going to indicate like the side in this game so once we got to two i was like three the, the dream of three is gone but I really think this game should be like a pick'em. I, yeah, hundred I really percent. And even if it was a pick'em, I'd still probably consider betting the Panthers, and and we can get at least a couple points, even though it's not the full three, which is so key
0: in the NFL. I like one more underdog. My two NFL picks are both underdogs. Steelers, Steelers money line, and I I bet them. I have a free bet. It was a free bet. Full transparency. Use a free bet on the Steelers money line plus one oh five. I think it was. And that line has not moved in my favor. Unfortunately, people are, are really on the Patriots, um, which I, I get to an extent. I, yeah. I, don't, I know T.J. Watt's important, and I know his presence on the defense, and, and Trubisky just did not look like he ran a good offense last week. But the Steelers at home as an underdog, we know how good Mike Tomlin can be in the underdog spot. I'll, I'll take a chance on him. I'll take a chance on him week two to be the underdog against a Patriots team that didn't look great week one.
1: No, definitely. And the Steelers would have been a prime fade candidate for me this week. Last week, they go into Cincinnati, close plus seven. They end up winning the game in overtime and one of the crazier games yeah. in, in recent NFL regular season memory, or maybe the, the last one was that Week 18 Raiders-Chargers game. But anyway, the Steelers, I think there's a lot going against them in this game just because they won the turnover battle 5-0 against the Bengals. So it was yeah. a turnover-rated win. Their defense was on the field for 94 plays, so they're probably going to still be tired from that. Plus, they lost the game record. TJ Watt late in the game, and the splits with and without him are pretty startling for the Steelers. So, the Steelers, I would never, I would never bet on them. Just it's either p- Pats or Pass. The problem is the Pats' offense; their issues kind of came to fruition offensively. All the things we worried about them with Mac Jones and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge kind of calling plays uh, didn't really work no, out. So, it wasn't good. I mean, I. I don't love the Patriots, but that's the only way I could look. Cause it's, they're the they're getting a lot more are, money recently. That's the thing. And that's well, what worries
0: me is I'm seeing more and more people betting on the Patriots as the week goes by, yeah. and they've gone from minus one to minus two, saw minus two and a half at one point today. Like it's People are liking the Patriots more and more.
1: So things could change by the time you listen to this, but on Wednesday, this line went to Pat's minus one to, to two, two and a half in some places because Mac Jones was a full participant in Patriots practice. He did uh, get injured, had a back injury against the Dolphins, so there was some maybe concern that it wouldn't be him or he wouldn't be 100%, but he was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. However, on Thursday, he missed practice with an illness. So let's see what happens on Friday. Let's see if he practices and just kind of the status of Mac Jones in this game. So... I've definitely said like I'm not going to bet the Steelers, but I don't have a bet in this game. So uh, just kind of a a warning that the Steelers are coming into this game kind of in in rough shape off a misleading win last week and just their defense maybe being a little bit gassed after being on the field for so long and so many plays on Sunday in Cincinnati.
0: You got four more NFL plays. I'm going to run through these quick because I
1: haven't bet them yet and I'm kind of waiting on key numbers. So, And you could also check out my article at watchgame.com, and I gave a description, a reason why – um, I'm considering these sides, Love but the, uh, the Saints, if mm-hmm. they get to plus three against the Bucks, uh, I think a lot of that's going to be injury-related with the Bucks injury report because they have so many guys on it. So maybe if a couple guys come back to practice on Friday, then we can get a th- plus three on the Saints. The Cardinals, if they get back to plus six, they were plus six for a little bit this week against the Raiders. I just think it's kind of the classic week two NFL game where a team looks horrible in week one, no one wants them in week two, and then they kind of exceed i guess expectations and doubters because these are still professional athletes they still have a lot of pride they're still good at their sport yeah one result shouldn't totally sway our our, our t- opinion on a team even though i didn't think highly of arizona going in the year just the prices might be too good to pass on the cardinals against the raiders they also have injury stuff going on so let's check and then two teams to bounce back the 49ers against the seahawks 49ers looking bad and a really bad weather bad game, game against yeah. the Bears. Seahawks just played on Monday night, huge dramatic win against the Broncos. So it's a bad spot for Seattle. However, it looks like it's going to rain more in San Francisco. So the Forty miners might not might. Well, they're be, used to
0: it now, though, so it's fine. They are. They know how to play in it. Ho- hopefully, it's like a drizzle and not a complete monsoon, <laughs> a monsoon. that we saw in Soldier Field. <laughs> um, There's no, you're not going to get that over there. It's speaking That's of the team that plays Chicago. at
1: a uh, Soldier Field, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Just feel like the Packers, after kind of a dud last week, like they had last year against the Saints in week one, they bounced back last yep. week in week two, Packers beat the Lions on prime time, they ended up covering the spread, I can see a situation where maybe it's not easy for the Packers, but after four quarters, they'll have a, a 10 point lead or more, so I'm going to look yeah. into towards the Packers, maybe more for contest, um, and maybe a small bet, but... Yeah, those are the, some of the sides I'm looking at NFL Sunday, and then also going to be taking a closer look at the Vikings, and if they get as to plus, always, plus it's, three, it's a tradition for you. Yeah, Mike and it's also a little Sunday. bit of a fate of the Eagles, who yeah, maybe some, I love that. so. Some of my questions about Jalen Hurts maybe were kind of answered, and. And so my doubts were him or proven wrong. But that defense did let up a lot of yards to the Detroit Lions. The yeah. opening drive and then the Lions I
0: know, had no no business scoring that many points. Right.
1: And I know a lot of it was maybe garbage time because the Eagles were playing pre event, but I think there's some bigger issues with the Philly defense. Um and, and Minnesota could definitely exploit that, especially with a. A new forward-thinking, offensive-minded head coach.
0: All right, for those impatient among us, brunch time winner. What game are you looking at to win some money real fast? First half bets.
1: So last week we did Browns Panthers. I know, and that under first half zero zero at the end of the first quarter. So happy, and then what? Three touchdowns and a field goal. So So at least it was twenty-four. If it was twenty-one it would have been painful but
0: <laughs> yes sir sure. at least they got beat by a good amount
1: yeah let's let's go back and attack the panthers or okay. bet the under in a panthers game first half against the giants yeah i think a little bit of a slow start here uh the giants defensive coordinator wink martindale was the ravens defensive coordinator so he knows a little bit about maybe what baker mayfield does and what he, what he wants to do so, I could see maybe the Panthers, even though I like them for the game, maybe just kind of both teams struggling to score. The Giants last week were held scoreless in the first half. So, I think they'll have a little bit, take a little bit of time to get going, especially if they're going to be running the ball with Barkley early on. I think Carolina will definitely game plan for that. So, you can get 21.5, which is key for first halves. So last week was only 20.5 between the, the Browns and the Panthers. But, Panthers Giants, you can get 21.5 half, first half under in this game. If you were burned last week and prefer going first quarter at seven and a half, I don't blame you. Seven and a half is I'm just so going low. to chalk last week up oh, to some so some just tough short term variants and still continue with the first half train just in case there is a, a defensive score or a, a turnover that sets up a short field in the first quarter that kind of ruins a first quarter under so oh, i still want to do first half so low. but if you want a quick winner and kind of believe in what i'm saying then maybe you can go first quarter because the first quarter would have easily hit last week after zero no zero points. after 15 minutes in charlotte how but.
0: much are we gonna see another that's the thing like i wrote in, in the college football article i had a cowardly pick i made a cowardly pick don't call me a coward but it was a cowardly pick i i think i'm too much of a coward nate to go first quarter under seven and a half that is you're gonna be sweating it's too early for me to sweat. You, you know, you're waking up a little bit late on a Sunday. Game start at noon. It's, it's, you're already starting to sweat. Quarter one under seven and a half. I don't know if I could do that. My no. body's not built for that. Understand. Um, don't be a tease. We're doing some teasers. We both like yep. the Panthers on the teas. Um, I like the Panthers with the Vikings. I think the Vikings have always been a pretty solid teaser team as long as they're the underdog. Right. So tease. tease this is a six-point teaser. Tease the Panthers to eight. Vikings are. I think they're still one and a half. So tease them to. You can seven tease
1: them. You can tease them to a uh, two across the board. So plus oh, eight, perfect. maybe even plus eight and a half by game day or, or by Sunday because you're gonna have to lock in the Panthers if you also want the Vikings. So Give me Panthers, Vikings teases. I'm gonna go with the Commanders, a team I didn't mention, but Detroit's gonna be a favorite. It looks like for the first time since like week eleven of 2020, <laughs> and now they're. <laughs> so the idea of betting a teaser and getting Washington plus seven and a half at the current price because right now Detroit's a one and a half point favorite. So as long as Detroit doesn't win by multiple scores, this will be a, a winner with the Washington Commanders, a team who didn't really play well last week. But I think the Lions are getting maybe a little bit too much credit because that Eagles game, they were down 17 in the fourth quarter, and they came back to make the score look good. So in a game that's total coin flip for me, I'll, I'll take the uh, the team in a teaser getting plus over a, over a possession. So Panthers commanders for me, although if the Saints stay at 2.5, I might include them in some teasers to plus 8.5, although – I don't know, teasing to Jameis Winston might not be no, a, a smart thing. No, don't do thing. it. Eh, yeah, but, okay. uh, don't do I won't that. do it. Though. Don't do that. It's not smart. <laughs> and then if the Niners are 8.5. If you can get yeah. them down to 2.5, that fits the criteria for what I'm looking for in a teaser. As mentioned, the Vikings. And then you said the Steelers. That totals like 40. Yeah, I know I don't like the Steelers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but teasing them to plus 8, maybe plus yeah, 8.5 yeah. in a low-scoring game is going to be really low-scoring that makes sense. I think the other kind of obvious one, although if you were teasing road favorites last week, probably not a lot of them hit, but the um, Cincinnati Bengals, who you can get down to minus one or minus one and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. So basically just asking the Cincinnati Bengals to be Cooper Rush's Dallas Cowboys. Seems I easy.
0: Mike McCarthy's going to get fired at some point.
1: Uh,. I don't want to talk too much about that, but I feel that Dak's injury was going to prolong his time there because now there's an excuse. Maybe after the season, or if things get really bad and Dak comes back. But I think if Cooper rushes there, they're not going to throw him under the bus and, and blame him for the failures of the team. You
0: know, good for Mike, honestly. Best bets. Let's finish it off. We got our best bets, Nate, for Saturday and for Sunday. We could start with the college football games. Um, and this is a bet that I put in our article at WatchStadium.com for anybody that wants to go and read our picks. And it is a gross pick. And I don't like doing it, but I have to do it. And it's the New Mexico State team total. I don't even know what it is as of this recording. I'm guessing it's either going to be three and a half, six and a half, something like that against Wisconsin on the road. Wisconsin's a 37-and-a-half point favorite, totals around 46, so doing the math, people smarter than me, probably three-and-a-half, six-and-a-half, something like that. Three-and-a-half. Go under. On If it's not zero, go under for this New Mexico State team. <laughs> they scored zero against Minnesota, another Big Ten team that they played. They scored 25 points in three games this year. They are bad. They are awful. They are not a good team. No respect, no disrespect to Jerry Kill. Love the guy. He did a great job in Minnesota, but he does not have the talent that he had in Minnesota with New Mexico <laughs> State. So I'm gonna take New Mexico State team total under, no matter what it is. Did you have another college one? I have NC State. Yeah,
1: go ahead with one that of one. this
0: podcast favorite team, the NC State Wolfpack minus 10. Uh I think they can get the job done. Devin Leary is a really good quarterback. Yep. And I think this is gonna be the point. It's gonna be prime time at NC State. It's just a really good spot for them to, to, to cover 10. I, I really don't sure. have any issue with even going up two touchdowns. Texas Tech is is coming off a game that they went into overtime, beat Houston, could be a little bit of a letdown spot. Um, they run a fast offense, they really do, but I think NC State's defense is going to be able to slow them down enough to take them out of their comfort zone. So give me NC State minus 10, New Mexico State, whatever the team total is, give me the under for that. That's my college football picks.
1: And I like that one with NC State because Texas Tech next week, Starts their Big 12 schedule against Texas, so yeah. I know this is still a big non-conference game for them, and it's a new program. But they kind of had a, a kind of their big game last yeah, this week in, in Lubbock, yeah. and and they have Texas next week. So I definitely support that pick on the Wolf Pack. Hope they get the win for our our regular season win total bets that we made way back in July. For my best bets mentioned at the top of the college, you're not going to like this, Ben, but no, Western Kentucky. This. Yeah, we're I'm going to grade it. Plus 6.5, Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Really a fade of Indiana, who's a fortunate 2-0. and Should have lost yeah. Illinois Week 1. Well. Struggled with Idaho, 10 nothing, losing at halftime in Week 2. I think this is a good spot to fade the Hoosiers, back the Hilltoppers off a bye. And then Nebraska, it's not pretty, but Nebraska will grade it plus 11. Just a bet on a team who just fired their coach, a coach yeah. who was really bad, so bad that they didn't want to wait for 20 days to save the $7.5 <laughs> million on his buyout. really bad. <laughs> Scott Frost lost a lot of close games. I think they have a chance actually to win a close game, but they at least keep it close because they do have the talent and also have some doubts about Oklahoma who struggled last week against Kent State. So I'm going to take Nebraska plus 11, and then I think be a best bet we both agree on Carolina Panthers. Let's go right at plus two because that's what it is as of Thursday.
0: Yeah, I'll change it here.
1: A lot going on in this game to like with Carolina, who was a favorite last week. They lost, but I expected them not to play well because Baker Mayfield – and, and the and the Browns was against the Browns, and the Browns' coaching staff knew Mayfield's weaknesses and tendencies. Now they get a little bit of an easier matchup. It is on the road, but a Giants team, I think, is getting a little bit too much credit for how they beat the Tennessee Titans. It was a dramatic win, a great win for them, kind of changed the culture in New York, but this is kind of a, I don't want to call it a letdown spot, but I just think that that I don't know if they're a deserved favorite in this game, quite honestly. And the Panthers need to win this game to avoid a zero and two start. So a lot of like a lot of the matchups stuff in this game, and also the situation for Carolina to bounce back in a game that they could have won last week, and the Giants could have lost last week. And if that was the case, I think we'd be looking at a a little bit of a different point spread. But because those results went in those directions, those coin flips, I think Carolina has some value in any underdog price.
0: Help us, Baker. Your only hope. Get us the win. Get us the win, all-out win. Sure. So cover, those are our best I'll bets. we will cover every teaser. Honestly, might as well. Those are our best bets. College football, NFL, we're excited. We're, we're into this, man. Week three, week two, football's off and running. Really excited that we're doing this. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to take a look at line movements yet again, recap the week. We're going to look at a theme. Hopefully we learned some lesson other than we can't predict anything because that's always the number one lesson, Nate. But we'll we'll learn some lesson week by week. You can find our picks on google sheets i'm gonna post it on stadium bets for people to see the show's record right now uh not too shabby we were three and zero last week on best Bets, so we're gonna to try to continue that streak no more losses the rest of the season if we can help it um but until then good luck this weekend good luck saturday good luck sunday and we'll talk to you all uh, next week